Welcome to Simply Why, a podcast about money and purpose, where we pull back the curtain on running a financial advisory business focused on providing intentional advice to couples and families. I'm Dennis Morton. And I'm Katie Brown. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. Katie, good morning. How are you? Hi, Dennis. I'm doing wonderful today. How are you? Great. We had a couple of high-energy meetings recently all around the topic of annual planning, planning for next year. And we've had some epiphanies that we want to talk about today because you and your family might be thinking about whether it's financial planning, life planning, whatever it might be, just what's going to happen in the year to come. And we want to talk about the difference between annual planning and really recasting your vision for for life and finances and everything else. Katie, you want to talk about kind of how this has evolved for us here in the last couple of months? We've talked about it on this podcast before. We have had some really great opportunities this year to step outside of our office and to really connect with different industry leaders, to talk to other advisors, to go a little bit deeper in some different technology platforms. And, and we found a lot of alignment in the things that we're doing Within our office, we found a lot of alignment outside. Mm -hmm. And I think as we started planning out for next year, we had, as you mentioned, an epiphany of, you know what, we're we're headed in direction. There was like a a light bulb moment where like, let's let's make sure that we are still in line with our our vision and our mission. And and maybe this is an opportunity to tweak that and, and to become more focused in the things that we do. So... I, I think there were multiple factors that kind of led to us uh, recognizing this might be a good time to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. For a lot of my life, I thought of things in like four to five year chunks. Most of us, you have kind of a high school chunk, the college chunk. For me, I had the army chunk, which was you know four years or so. And, and even my employment thing, it's, it tends to come in these phases. And I think it's been really helpful looking back that at different phases, I've stepped back and said, Let's not continue on down this path without pausing to say, wait a minute, do we need to think about things differently? Is there a different vision that defines this period versus what's what's come so far? And you know, we're five and a half years into Morton Brown, and I think we both stepped back and said, this is not just planning for another year. It is that stepping back and saying, we're, we're different people. We have a different team. Mm-hmm. And that's applicable for most of our clients too. Like you go through different seasons of life and career, whether you're approaching retirement, it's, I think, helpful to step back and say, maybe I have to think about this period differently than I have been. Not only do we have a different team, Dennis, we have a team. Oh yeah, but that's a good point. <laughs> it was, it's not just a desk with you on one side and me on the other. <laughs> with, with, a, with a 20 person org chart written out between us. <laughs> Which has been so helpful. Mm -hmm. But yes, I mean, we started from a place where it was just the two of us, very aspirational and the things that we wanted to build and how we wanted to build it and who was going to come along with us. It has been an amazing journey over the past five and a half years and just incredible to see so many of the things that we set out to do actually come to fruition, sometimes a little different than we expected, but exactly that. And, And people... In their own lives, things change over time. So now we look up and we have, you know, there's nine of us in the office and I expect we'll continue to grow. There's nine of us now? Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to wander around the office a little more often. 
But but the same thing can happen in families too. You know, they look up and like, okay, I, I had two kids, but now I have these other four or five grandkids and mm-hmm. not everybody lives here in the same town. People are spread out and our interests and, and everything else are spread out. Maybe the way I think about the next five years is different. And just as we know, there will be various transitions in our business. Families have transitions that come up too, and sometimes they come up different from what they expected. So I do love the idea of thinking about things in four to five year chunks, laying them out in the same type of way that we approach financial planning with flexibility and with giving yourself a little bit of grace that things aren't always going to go exactly as as you expect them to be, and that might be okay. But I think it is important to every now and then zoom back and say, okay, let's look with wider eyes further out. You know, it was a a fascinating little exercise recently. And I shared this with you uh, as I went down this bunny trail when we started thinking about, okay, let's step back from annual planning and let's, let's go back to the drawing board. As you said, let's look at some of the original things that we did in founding the firm and maybe the things we want to revisit. And there was kind of our vision plan, our brand DNA, all that, a lot of stuff. And I found in the process, my original business plan that I pitched to a Wall Street firm when I was hired 17 years ago, 18 years ago, summer of 2005, I found the document. I think I might've shared this on the podcast before where they asked me to put together a business plan as part of the hiring process in August of 2005. And I walked in and I'm I'm looking at it right now. The, The title of it is a business plan for Morton Financial Consulting which the, their first response was, you don't work for Morton Financial Consulting. I was like, well, pay attention. <laughs> here, here it comes. But it was a, it's a four-page document. And kind of what we just talked about, I talk about a three-phase plan over 10 years, where there's an initial phase, a second phase, and a final phase of the plan. But it all had to be captured in something bigger than just next year. It wasn't going to work, you know, in my naivete back then, to me, it wasn't going to work unless it really had a long-term vision. And my summary at the end of the plan was, and and granted, I had exactly zero days of experience as a financial advisor at this point. It said, Morton Financial Consulting will be a company with a client base defined by its passion for life, excitement for opportunity, and security in its financial future because the business is a natural extension of the life and values of its founder. Success will be the result of those values permeating every client relationship. And I think that to me, I read that and I went, that's pretty bold and stupid (laughs) for a guy that didn't have any, had never run a business or anything else. But I think that's what you need to have in, if you're having kind of a recasting conversation, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not about the blocking and tackling. It's about the big why. I love that. And I had no idea that you already had a plan together (laughs) when we first started talking. Yes. I think it's amazing. No, but what I what I love about it is your values have held true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes successful planning. It has to be rooted in personal values, team values, the, the family values. And then from there, you figure out the blocking and tackling pieces. Yes. But you had such a, an, an instinct awareness of that from day one. Like you said, before you even... Before you were even a financial advisor, you were very clear on your values and what was going to drive your success. And and unfortunately, you know, we have a lot of alignment in those values. Mm-hmm. I think as you think about recasting plans, it is important to keep 
consistency with certain elements. And, and, and that was one of the very first exercises that you and I did when we were thinking about launching Morton Brown. And one of the very first exercises we actually just recently started again was to go back to what are our values? What are our personality traits? And I think that's a great thing for couples to do. Yes. And to really highlight, this is where we come together. And, and even by extension, the family. Families can have very different views on a, on a lot of different things, but to make sure that you consistently come back to that common ground, where are the shared values, where are our shared passions, and how do we permeate that throughout the family, even from generation to generation? I think we noticed recently in one of our more recent conversations that a family could learn from a couple talking about, okay, we're, we think we're either in or entering a different season here, and we might need to step back to, to a higher level of, of thinking about our vision, is the permission to be bold. Mm -hmm. the, you know, we talked about there are certain things that five years ago, we might have been less confident in expressing. Things like our optimism, things like um, you know, talking to people about spending their money, not just, it's not just about build, building up the biggest pile. There are certain things that we were more comfortable being bold about. So a couple could ask themselves, heading into next year, what are we more comfortable being bold in our lives? Where are we more comfortable being bold in our lives? And it may be things like more bold in relationships, more bold in uh, travel and adventure, more bold in in your professional life, there's there's a lot of ways to say, am I a, a stronger, more confident person than I was before? And what does that mean for myself and all the people around me now? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I like that. Thinking about how you can take those values and be bold with them. Gina and I have conversations from time to time about the, the evolution of where we are as parents, uh, where we are in our professional careers. I think it's good to have that mirror. Somebody who's sitting across from you and says, you are someone who does this. And I see this potential in you and in us in the years to come. And I think that would be an important part. Now, I'm going to put this caveat in here. We are financial planners by profession. But I think one of the most important subsets of that is we are also planners of business and life. Yes. And what we're talking about is here at kind of the intersection of planning both financially, business, and life. And it's important when you're sitting across from a stakeholder, your spouse, your partner, whatever it might be, that you're being a good observer of who they are and their potential, and they're a good observer of who you are and your potential. Mm -hmm. I think that's been really helpful for Gina and I as we've kind of entered different seasons to say, you're not the guy who was doing this five years ago. You're someone who can do that. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. That, don't often see that. You know, there's blinders on that kind of inhibit the vision. Mm -hmm. We think about the progression through the planning, through like recasting a vision. Mm -hmm. and, and once again, I'm going to bring this back to the family, but this is similar to what we're doing right now. You know, we had put together sort of a, a project plan for how we're going to move th through this process. And you're exactly right. It starts with who are we? And, and once again, those shared values, but then individually too, what makes each member of the family, what makes each member unique? What is their purpose within the family unit? What contributions are they making? Who are they? What do they bring to the table? Mm -hmm. And then I think you take that to the next level to say, okay, now how do we make this incredible experience for everybody? Like what type of experiences do we want to have over the next few years? How do we each play a role in that? 
And how are we going to grow together? I think that that growth mindset, it's a lifelong mindset. And it's so important to find ways to grow and share with one another throughout the process. And then how does that happen? I think that's where the nuts and the bolts come in. And then you get to, all right, and, and what could go wrong? Yep. But thinking through that, that progression within your own family or your business, it applies the same way. Once again, this is a lot of this is coming from kind of how we were thinking about planning for the next five years or so. It's, it's so funny. I just, I think we're looking at the same document right now, <laughs> that, that, that kind of project plan. And, and it's true. Like here we are financial planners and, and the financial stuff is like fourth on the list of, of five mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it has to start with that. Who are we? What's the vision? What are we trying to do here? What's the why? And it was two of us at one point. Now it's nine mm-hmm. for our families. It was originally our spouses and then add in a couple of kids. But suddenly I, I'm going to have an 18 year old next year that I didn't have 10 years ago. And, and you have to recast the vision and gain the buy-in from maybe more people, maybe people in a different season, but you got to get the, the buy-in along the way. And when that happens, it's, it's really fun. It, it makes all the other stuff that much more enjoyable to plan for because it has context. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm reflecting back on, I, I recently had the opportunity to sit in on a presentation by Tom Rogerson and, and it was hosted by the Lehigh Valley Community Foundation. And, and Tom is an expert around legacy and legacy planning. And I, I've actually heard him speak before, but one of the things that, that he talked about was if there are failures within legacy planning for a family, 60% of that comes from the lack of communication. So it's, it's the communication around who are we? What are we doing? What experiences do we want to have? What is our growth plan? Like all those those softer, as, as we've talked about, the softer stuff is the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. most of the failure with family legacy comes from that lack of communication. And then by extension, not preparing the heirs. So making sure that the heirs are prepared, they're part of the conversation and that they have a purpose in the family plan. Only 5% is due to a failure of strategies. So getting down to the fourth or fifth item on the list. Yep. How does it happen? How does the money get from point A to point B? Or how are we, you know, all, all the different little strategies that that go in there. It's such a small piece in the in the large picture of the plan. We are financial professionals. I don't want to dismiss the importance of that piece. Yes. <laughs> you know, it is very important to, to continue to be stewards of wealth and to be thoughtful with, with the different strategies that are put in place. But it really needs to be in the context of that bigger plan. That holds so true. And I know you've had this experience sitting in with clients. Have you ever talked about their their philosophies, their beliefs, their values, and just seen the light go off in their head? Like, finally, we're talking about this? Yeah. Like, they've been, they've been waiting for somebody to talk to them about that stuff. Yes. The who they are, the why they are, everything else. Because truthfully, at any given time, you could be 5% off of your goals. If your goal is to have X dollars and you're off by 5%, that shouldn't disrupt the vision. Right. That shouldn't disrupt the values. It shouldn't disrupt the stuff that's at the core. I think some of the biggest stressors are when people say, I have a vision that informs my annual plan. Well, if I don't have a vision, I don't have an annual plan, and I'm just waiting for the numbers to align, that's stressful. Mm-hmm. But if you have a vision that informs your annual plan, it's, it's like 
it's a it's a wall that's built against a lot of the stress and the pressure that that can exist especially if you're thinking about what's going to be there for the next generation or how you're going to accomplish whatever the longer term goals might be mm-hmm. financial success is not going to come from getting the strategy perfect or the numbers perfect it's going to come by not making the big mistakes mm-hmm. and the biggest mistakes are abandoning the plan lack of communication it is a lot of that softer stuff, but I think that's so important to remember. You don't, you, you're right. You will be 5% off. You're going to be X number off at different times, but that's, that's okay too, because that's life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You You can't plan for every little thing and we can't predict. So there, there has to be the room in there for the numbers to zig and zag a little bit, but get the big stuff right and, and don't derail it with big mistakes. All right, so let's make this actionable. Okay. So we sat down and had our first recasting the vision meeting this week. And we started with kind of what makes us unique. Like that's been a, that's been a challenge for us. We, we talked to our team about that at our offsite back in the, uh, in the summer, trying to say what makes our firm unique, what makes us as a team unique, because that, that's what we turn around and say, why should someone work with Morton Brown Family Wealth? So we said, and, and I think a family could do this. What makes us unique as a family? What are the attributes that we are? Because that, that kind of goes to the, the character and nature of, of this organism. Mm-hmm. And we came up with three words, and it was growth, relationships, and community. I, I don't know about you how those are marinating, but when we settled on those, I think all three rang very true. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. I think all three of those show up for us really on a daily basis in some form or fashion. And, and for our team, mm-hmm. I think for the experience we're trying to create. Yeah, our, our growth as, as humans and professionals, the relationships that we cultivate and our commitment to community, that, that's important. But I would, we would challenge you to find three words. Just what are three words that make you unique? And then what is your definition of success? Because this is where, this is a little dirty little secret from the financial planning world, the goalposts move, they do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they are not static. The goalposts are moving all the time. So if your definition of success, and we we see this with people all the time, if only I had a million dollars saved, we get to a million. Well, if only I had a million five or or where I was last year, the goalposts are moving all the time. So step back and say, how do I, we define success? Not just next year, but longer term, like write your own obituary, you know, like really like extreme stuff. Like what, what would define a life well lived for, for this family? You're right, Dennis. I think starting with the unique and, and some of that some of that might come from that initial exercise of saying, okay, what are our values? What are our personality traits? But narrowing it down and then bringing it to definition of success. And then I think you could take a step back and say, okay, what is our vision for the family? I always think of the mission as what you do to get to that vision a little bit. So what is our mission going to be so we can realize this vision as a family? And I I do like thinking about it as something that is not definitive, but perpetual. Mm-hmm. You said the goalposts are going to move. There's not an end state. So it's almost a, a, a framing, a mindset. And have it be something that's shorter, digestible, easily, you know, that you can recollect and that you can like bring up with the family. And it doesn't have to be, you can bring up elements of it just kind of casually. It doesn't have to be something like, Let's return to our vision. What are we doing as a family? But but something that can just kind of naturally fall into you know daily life. Yeah, not, not to 
give away too much, but we kind of distilled it down to just being a positive influence in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something where if someone said we in our professional roles were a positive influence throughout the rest of our careers, that's, that's good. We can, we can insert that. That's usable. Yeah, our, our original vision statement for the firm was a little long-winded. I think I was getting paid by the word back then. So it, it just... I mean, I still love a lot, it. A lot, lot, lot of adjectives involved. Yes, yes. But I think we want to get it, get it to a place where it, is, it just rolls off the tongue and it feels very natural. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what we'd recommend for everybody, to have a, a vision that just feels very natural for you and your family. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're right. The mission is like, we're showing up to do this every single day. And, and it's, it's something that gets us, we, in fact, we even said like, what gets us fired up? You know, what, what are the things that give us energy and how do we make sure that energy is, is consistent with the team and, and everything else? So when we sat down and planned for 2024, originally, I was excited about some of the goals and our alignment, but now that we're stepping back and looking out five plus years and recasting the vision. I'm very excited because it's a lot, it is starting with the self-exploration, exploring the team and everything else. It's a process that I think is really invigorating and I'm, I'm excited to do it. And I would encourage people to say, you know, step back and say, am I at a different season of life? And is this a great time to have this conversation with my spouse, my family or your team, your professional team, Um, because it really is invigorating. It is. It's very exciting. And I am very excited too. There will be elements of this that we're going to bring back to the team. I'm really excited to expand this conversation too when we get to the point of saying, okay, let's let's make sure to flush this out. Let's make sure it resonates with everyone. So it, it's fun to, I think, spread that joy. Yeah. If you have questions about how to frame these conversations with your family, how it can, to make it consistent with your financial plan, with your life plan, all of those things, reach out to us. We're always happy to have these conversations. As I said, we're financial planners first, but this is the soft stuff is the hard stuff. And getting through the vision, mission, and just defining success on your own terms is an important conversation to have. So until next time, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Simply Why, a podcast about money and purpose. We hope you enjoyed getting to know us, how we approach leading a financial advisory practice, and the work we do every day to help families and couples make important financial decisions. Morton Brown Family Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This podcast is designed for educational and informational purposes and not intended as investment advice. More information can be found at www.mortonbrownfw.com. Cheers. Some good energy this morning. I do like the morning, I think, better than the afternoon. We we do tend to to catch up in the morning and some of our best ideas tend to pop up. Oh, yeah. Good point. Pre-10 o'clock. And then I lose it rapidly after that. (laughs) And then we get to the blank sheet at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) The blank screen you had up this morning. Yeah. Dennis's mind at 3 p.m. (laughs) Yeah, it's, we don't know exactly when the decline begins, but it's precipitous when it happens. Yeah.